Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. I'm Charlie. And I'm Kyle. Hi. So this is a special episode. Yeah. Well, it's just us. <laughs> yeah. yeah this and is, nobody else. This is a lot different. Actually, it's a lot of body else. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm all mm-hmm. surprised. You have all the cards to this mm-hmm. episode, this and is... I'm just the curious one that wants all the information. <laughs> so I'm basically like our audience. Yes, you are. You're playing. You're the audience surrogate this episode. Yeah. So, but you went on a recording session mm-hmm. without me. Yeah, it was strange. So to give some backstory, my employer, Austin Energy, discovered this podcast. It was partially due to us winning the award uh, with uh, Austin Monthly. Some people in my office figured out that I was working on the show. And instead of being like, hey, we don't care, they're like, hey, do you want to record a series of special episodes in partnership with Austin Energy? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I would love to combine my hobby with my job. It sounds Mm -hmm. like the best way to mix both up. And what they do is every year, Austin Energy has this thing called the Austin Energy Community Connections Fair, where they bring in a bunch of city departments and nonprofits from the Austin area And have them all get together in a school cafeteria, gym, and uh, tennis courts to showcase what they have to offer. The idea is to educate the public on all these amazing programs here in Austin to help people live a better life. So you were in heaven, basically. Pretty much. It was a nonprofit heaven. All the nonprofits. I hand out so many business cards a day. So many business cards were handed out that day. There are so many superhumans all (laughs) in one area. There was, I think, 150 there. Wow. which is Non-profits. ridiculous and we couldn't talk to all of them yeah so i asked you to go through the whole list and choose like up to like seven i think yeah which ones piqued my interest mm. so i chose some mm-hmm. which and will be revealed yeah. soon enough not all of them i was able to speak to and some of them were more surprising than i thought they would be you'll be happy to know that i did speak to one nonprofit that was on the list at least good <laughs> that's good uh, <laughs> Which one are we going to start with first? First, I spoke to Kenzie Gray of It's Time, Texas. Uh-huh. Do you remember that one uh-huh. on the list? Yeah. Can you uh, try summarizing what they do, if you remember correctly? Oh, man. Is this like a test? <laughs> now it's going to be a pop quiz. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, It's Time, Texas. It sounds like it's time to get some action. Are they a government-based they're, organization? They're not. They're NGO. Wrong. They're not government. Okay. <laughs> but they do work with some city governments. Their goal is to connect people with programs that they could use to work out for free or cheaply. My name is Kinsey Gray. I work with It's Time Texas. So our programming is ongoing all year. One, for example, is called Texas Walks. Is that just kind of like walking around all it's, of Austin? Exactly. Like it's trying to encourage everyone, wherever you are, um, at 10 a.m. to get up and walk for 10 minutes, really to show and help people understand it's just as easy as taking a 10-minute break and Mm. walking around to get a little more physical activity in your day. So I have a problem. I have a sitting desk. (laughs) Well, of course it's sitting because it's a desk. (laughs) (laughs) But but there is an offer at my work for a stand-up desk. And little by little, people in my row, I've seen the stand-up desk. (laughs) And it's coming to me. And I'm just sitting. And I know it's not as good for your body. So I am really into this get up and walk. Mm -hmm. One thing I really like about what It's Time Texas is doing too is that this other program, it's called Living Healthier. It's a free health coach uh, hotline. 
So if you're looking for like physical advice or like nutrition advice, you could call them and they'll give you some uh, guidance. So we have a program called Living Healthier, which is a free coach hotline. So essentially people can call in um, to the coach hotline, speak directly with the health coach. Our coaches are bilingual and they can ask them a health-related question. They can let them know of a goal that they've been trying to reach and are just struggling to. And the coaches can um, walk them through how to like get there. They can help them set up goals to meet along the way. Um, a lot of the coaches, too, will set up times to call back the participant to make sure they're staying on track. If I'm like at Round Rock Donuts, <laughs> like in the parking lot thinking, man, should I get a dozen donuts for myself? Would I call the hotline? And they would be like, no, Charlie. <laughs> They'll be like, Charlie. Only have one. Don't. <laughs> okay. Instead of an app, you can actually talk to somebody. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But they also do have an app too. Oh. Healthier. Let's get to that. We have a Choose Healthier website and free mobile app that's really a great resource tool for people to use. You go on it and you find healthy opportunities that are in your area. Oh, that's cool. So I just have like running clubs and stuff like that. Exactly. And we really focus on free or very low cost Mm. opportunities. So like Parks and Rec Department information is on there. YMCA's have been putting their information on there. Things like that. So you can see group exercise classes, nutrition classes. Yeah. So, yeah, they pretty much bring everybody together with their app. So well, <laughs> yeah, they, I have a sixth sense. Um, <laughs> this isn't scripted. No. So. Yeah, I like the idea, too. It's like you could have both your own on-call health coach or you could also have an app, which I love the idea that tries to connect people to like different uh, fitness Outside groups. Outside venues, mm. too. The reason uh, why I think that's really cool is because when I first moved to Austin, I was looking for a running group, mm. and I had to go to meetup.com, but if I had a central website that just told me everything physical happening in Austin, like, yeah. I'd be like, there's a running group here, I could also go to do yoga on Mondays here, and it's like, oh, look at this, a cycling group. It's a great way to, to connect people, and it's always much more fun to do stuff physically together. I mean, that's how we met, but don't just stop at the individual level. They also work with uh, city councils and uh, mayors across Texas. They have this thing called the Mayor's Health Toolkit. So essentially, that's a toolkit that um, It's Time Texas has helped design to really um, help strengthen mayor's health and fitness councils. What would that be? So a mayor's health and fitness council is kind of like a community health collaborative that's trying to that's using um, the mayor's office and then other key uh, organizations or people within that community to really build a basis for healthy lifestyle choices. So we kind of provide some support in ways that they can strengthen that, um, activities that they can do. We kind of use the Choose Healthier and Living Healthier programs as a resource that you know they can encourage their residents to, to utilize in order to make healthy easier. That's cool. I mean, that's really important as a healthy, health-conscious, nature activist person. <laughs> dog owner uh <laughs> is this like me, a dating profile think, right now <laughs> let me think let me Try think what else is on belts. my tinder profile <laughs> that i have not mentioned oh, oh. You, you probably can't even hear the the bark first time any barks by nugget for this recording yeah. session <laughs> as i was saying i was distracted by my looking at my tinder profile it's really important to know that the community leaders and government leaders have that going mm. because that's really important to me but, and to have that message is really important. So I'm glad that 
It's Time Texas works with the mm-hmm. government and community leaders. Another thing that they that they're going to be doing is uh, this thing called the Community Challenge. What's that? It's like you know how uh, fitness apps work, where yes. it kind of tracks you. And you could have different competitions, yeah, like, within them. Like run, run my run app mm-hmm. does five uh, k mm-hmm. from couch to five k. Yeah, sort of what I need to do in order to accomplish mm-hmm. that. And Fitbit does like weekly competitions you can do with your friends. It's like that, but on a bigger level. So it's, um, as I mentioned, it's from January to beginning of March, I believe. I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head. Um, But it's uh, a challenge that we do. It's statewide and we get communities involved to get points. So by registering, you get points for your community and for yourself as an individual. Mm -hmm. And it kind of challenges communities against communities based on their size. Mm -hmm. So like Austin wouldn't be going up against you know a really rural small mm, smaller yeah, area yeah. um so there's like metro large medium small and extra small i think are the categories and it's based on the population size and it really is encouraging people to get out and take a selfie and then you post it and if you do um like a selfie just you doing exercise you get points if you're doing a group exercise class and there's a ton of people that's for more points um then we ask mayors to sign a pledge for their community um getting people to go to you know, do healthy eating and drinking more water. And Mm -hmm. so really just putting everything out there for people to be healthy um, and then having them sign up and, and show us what they're doing to get points for their community. That's great. Yeah. Like uh, I kind of do like on a personal level, I have the Fitbit. So I do like weekly challenges and weekend warriors. Exactly. Yeah. So it's perfect if you have like a, um, yeah, a Fitbit Mm -hmm. or some sort of like wearable that Mm -hmm. you can sync up with it. So yeah, it's really cool. And that shows that they're all over Texas, too. Yeah. If they're not, if they're only doing Austin, they're doing other communities, mm-hmm. too, right? So your community could be competing against another community. Mm-hmm. And that way, it'd be fun, like, if you have, like, a friendly rivalry between both cities, you're like, ah, we got this. I love Austin. Beat you. Whatever, Houston. <laughs> yeah. uh, Houston. But I like Houston. And I shouldn't pick on Houston. <laughs> Speaking about, though, about different communities, there is actually one that they're piloting here in Austin. It's called Stronger Austin. It's a new program that is going to promote healthy lifestyle among people in the lower income brackets. Okay. Because it's usually hard to be healthy and yeah. be lower income because unfortunately health is a commodity. Yeah. It's um have you gone to Whole Foods? Oh it God, is yeah. expensive to get <laughs> healthy foods. Yeah. So the idea is to pretty much promote healthy living within the community. Let's Even though Austin's like the maker of Whole Foods, right? Yeah. I shouldn't probably be dissing But Amazon them. owns them now, and Amazon's in Seattle, so we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to that clip. We have a very like brand new program called Stronger Austin. So essentially what we're doing with that program is focusing on certain zip codes within Austin, lower income areas, and providing free programming within that community. So it's something that we're trying to do to really like target people who might not have those opportunities readily available to them. So we'll be doing walking programs and group exercise programs. But yeah, so Stronger Austin, that's one of our newest programs, and it's focused mainly here in Austin. So, wow, they do a lot of things. They do, like, everything. They're huge. Going out at 10 o'clock for that 10-minute walk. Well, that app Mm. is amazing, too. In today's world, everybody's looking at their phone, so you can look at your phone and (laughs) be healthy at the same time. Yeah, they're super busy, which actually brings us to our signature question. Do you want to guess what the superpower is? Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Okay, hold on. Let's play a quiz. 
if they're really busy, what would a superpower? Their superpower or their super? Oh yeah, they chose name. power. They didn't choose a name. They chose okay. power. Superpower. I'll let you know if they chose a name. Um, they must like Flash. The Flash, like, but that's a superhero. Mm, I don't know. Actually, that's actually an answer to a later guest, but not this. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you a clue about that. Ooh. <laughs> superhero. I love it. I don't know. Okay. Can you help me? Uh, so Superman does. Fly. Yeah. The ability to fly. Okay. Um, It's Time Texas. We're based out of Austin, but we travel a lot throughout the state. Mm. We want the organization to be statewide. So flying would definitely help <laughs> save you a bunch of money on airline tickets yeah too. It, yeah it would definitely help us be able to expand that reach a lot quicker mm. so i think being able to fly that sounds good, yeah. <laughs> would be a good superpower what's coming next i feel like i can feel it <laughs> what is going to happen next uh do you want to guess the, ne- the next organization then because um bike austin how do you know they're even on the list they weren't on the list you gave me. How do you know that? I chose them like randomly. Is that, is that <laughs> the next Austin. one? <laughs> yeah, I chose them next in the order because a great way to have healthy living is by biking. And well, how you do there that? you go. <laughs> you start biking. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. It, it, it's coming to me today. Mm. I'm now 29. <laughs> so no, I woke it, up with a psychic <laughs> power. The angel doesn't know what's, Yes. You. My brain has finally matured. It took like four years after what it should. But. <laughs> yes, it's Bike Austin. And I spoke with Mercedes Ferris. She's the executive director of Bike Austin. So what does Bike Austin do besides the obvious? They are mostly an advocacy group for cyclists here in Austin. Mercedes Ferris. I'm the executive director of Bike Austin. Bike Austin, generally what they did, uh, well, we do, uh, was really focused on advocacy and working with uh, as far as dealing with po- the politicians, getting involved with City Hall, creating, uh, infra- wanting to work towards safer infrastructure and getting involved with the transportation infrastructure piece. So that's what Bike Austin uh, did and still does. Last year, we worked very closely in, in working, trying to get Proposition 1 passed. So yeah. we were we we're very excited to have uh, been a part of that and help advocate for that and getting our respective membership and the people who like to ride bikes or in support of active transportation involved and have them get activated to vote uh, in favor for this bond. Can you look up Prop 1? Yes. Can we look it up? I just want to have at the a formal little... formal declaration of the bill? Yes. Proposition 1 is, a, okay, this is from the KVUE, KVU, I guess, uh, website. Yeah, that's a news station. Yeah, it's one of the local news stations. This is on the website, and I quote, Proposition 1 is a $720 million mobility bond package designed to improve traffic in Austin. It passed by a margin of 59.6% to 40.4%. That's pretty good. The mobility bond is separated into three major sections, local mobility, regional mobility, and corridor improvement projects. Uh, Most of the money would go into corridor improvement projects, Corridor? Yeah, such major roadways such as Lamar, Burnett, Airport, and Guadalupe will see improvements at intersections. And then local mobility would uh, go towards creating safe routes for schools, sidewalks, urban trails, and bikeways. Hey. So that's the part that they're pushing for. Okay. So the idea with Prop 1 was to basically say, hey, we wanted to improve transportation here in Austin, which anybody who lives in Austin knows that's an issue. Really? No. (laughs) And one way to actually improve that is through biking. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
one thing that I liked about uh, about Bike Austin is that they organize community advocacy groups for your own little neighborhood to have their own voice. We build neighborhood groups, then we teach them and, and encourage them how to go and advocate for this infrastructure that they want in their community. So is it like a cyclist posse, cy- a cyclist herd cy- coming at you with my <laughs> gang of cyclists? Yeah. Boom. Watch out. The cyclist mafia. Yes. <laughs> no, but the, I like what they do. It's cycling, I think, is a great thing. And like living in a, in a warm city like here in Austin, you don't need to worry about like cycling in the snow and that stuff. Like you could cycle year round. That would be really difficult. That would be hard. I would hate doing that. Can so we much. now look up YouTube videos of <laughs> cycling in the you snow? Do that after this recording session. Okay. <laughs> Finally, though, one thing I liked about her argument was things that cycling is beneficial for. It's equitable. It's, you know, you want to talk about social justice stuff. It's environment, whether you care about the environment, if you want to get healthy and just try to ride your bike more frequently to get healthy. Uh, and then if you want to talk about congestion, if you want to be a solution to the problem, ride your bike within the three mile radius and you've solved a lot. It's just, it's a great beneficial thing overall cycling. I should actually cycle more to work. I've been driving a lot, which I have no excuse for because I'm 10 minutes away from my office. But cycling itself is great. I think one of the best benefits that you can see is saving a lot of money, mm-hmm. which is huge because everybody wants to save money. But let's get on to the superpower. Do you want to guess it now? Flash? No. Okay. Not this one. It's a superpower? Yeah, superpower. Mm, do I get any hints? They are an advocacy group. Controlling people's minds. No. Yes. Close. Super persuasion. I would get everyone on board to understand that biking is good or bicycling or infrastructure is good for the community at large. So like super pers- super persuasion then. Super persuasion, yes, that's the word. That'd help you get through, that'd help you a lot with like lobbying for stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just see what I'm trying to say. It's like, oh, just understand me. <laughs> but yeah, that's Bike Austin, which I thought was a really great group. And because of them, we have such a bike-friendly city. I need to get a bike. This is actually kind of a fun or fun, amusing thing that happened. You asked me to speak to Bike Texas, mm-hmm. which is another bike advocacy group. But what I actually ended up doing is I'm speaking to employees at the company I work for, Austin Energy, who are working with Bike Texas on promoting an electrical bike infrastructure. Oh. Primarily, I spoke to Kevin Chandra. He is one of the guys behind the Austin Energy and Bike Texas partnership, which is going to promote electric bicycles throughout Austin. Hi, I'm Kevin Chandra. I'm with Austin Energy's Electric Vehicle and Emerging Technologies team. Austin Energy's vision on electric bikes is that we see them as an alternative form of transportation. So as bike lane infrastructure, especially in Austin, uh, begins to grow and becomes more popular, we see e-bikes as a transition to get over those hills with that pedal assist feature. So instead of riding to work a little bit sweaty, using that electric mode helps you get over those hills a little bit easier and get on your way to work. That's cool. I want one. (laughs) <laughs> when can i get one well you can buy one today they sell them in stores oh. yeah one thing that's kind of cool about this though is that austin energy incentivizes people to buy bikes they will reimburse you up to 300 dollars, depending on like as the upper end of the e-bike you buy so it's on a tier system i like that they're going to reimburse you because like they're much cheaper than electric cars are electric cars mm. are pretty pricey like a tesla yeah teslas are super pricey uh, but they they do a great job of just like kind of like a good compromise between an electric car and a bike. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. It's useful every day of the year except for rainy days. So you're pretty much set. So Austin Energy wants to make electric bikes super accessible. 
So one way is through reimbursing everybody on their purchases. The next way is through a sharing program like B-Cycle. Well, one thing that we want to see in Austin is uh, an electric bike share program. So whether it's going to be uh, similar to the station B-Cycles they have right now or stationless or something where we can partner with, uh, for example, a foundations community or something, someone local that can kind of encourage electric bike share. This is one way we can help keep the costs low by having that shared aspect of it and still electrifying transportation. I think that's awesome mm-hmm. because I think that B-Cycle is a genius idea. Imagine doing that, but with electric bikes, you could go much further. You commute to work on that. You'd like hop onto your neighborhood's e-bike program, pedal to work, put it on a station next to that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be charging. Somebody else could take it if they want to. You go to work and then you go back out to the rack and get another bike and just pedal back home. Okay. What superhero yeah. this time? Is this the Flash? Yes, it is okay. the Flash here. <laughs> Let's go. I think the Flash because uh, oh, yeah. what... Electric transportation, we're trying to get places obviously a little bit faster with the electric bikes. Uh, but what's really important to us is also the clean aspect of energy. So as renewable energy starts to pick up and electric transportation is a lot cleaner than gas transportation or traditional vehicles, I think the Flash would be our superhero of choice. Yes, I knew. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I didn't give you that clue. Yes. You want to take a break? I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, I want to do more to help other people, but I just don't know where to start? Then The Plural of You is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Josh Morgan, and since 2014, I've talked with leaders who have dedicated themselves to improving the lives of others, and I've collected their advice on ways that you can get involved, too. If you'd like more ideas on how to make a difference, or if your faith in humanity just needs a boost, then check out The Plural of You at pluralofyou.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We were just talking about Austin Energy's electric bike program that they're planning rolling out in a few years. Yeah, sexy. Do you know what the next step is after that? Mm, Hover planes. (laughs) Yes, it'll be everybody. It'll be a plane rental program where you just go in and you just rent an electric plane. E planes. (laughs) E planes. No, close though. Austin Energy has this other program called Austin Energy's. EVs are for everyone with everyone with capital E, capital V. Get it? EV. That's cute. That's yeah, a cute. I like that. I like it too. It's pretty adorable. So I spoke with Amy Atchley. She is working uh, with the Austin Energy Electric Vehicle and Emerging Technologies Department. What they're planning on doing, they already have some stuff out there right now where they will reimburse you on the electric car. Mm-hmm. So that way you can save money as well like you do with a bike. They'll give you some kind of reimbursement. It also depends on the price of the car that you pay for. Let's have Amy explain. My name is Amy Ashley, and I am with Austin Energy, the Electric Vehicle and Emerging Technologies Department. Um, I'm specifically working on a new initiative for Austin Energy. Um, It's called EVs are for everyone. And um, it's specifically targeting our low to uh, moderate income communities. Um, We know that transportation is the number two household expense. And so we want to make sure that as we are providing uh, support for electric vehicles, that we are including all communities. You know, electric vehicles has this sort of perception is that it's just for the rich, you know, or it's just, you know, not um, something that people can use for daily transportation. But we have a lot of automakers that are starting to make more EVs for everyday people. It is a common perception that EVs are mostly for rich people. And 
it's mostly because they're expensive to produce what makes them more expensive just the parts the batteries are really pricey to manufacture oh, okay that's the main thing actually when it comes to parts there's less mechanical parts for a ev than there oh. are for a uh diesel or gas engine car okay there's actually no transmission on them oh so basically you wouldn't be going into a service center as much probably with an electrical car they're cheaper in the lifespan Mm -hmm. costs for the but not in the upfront cost because batteries are pricey okay i see also just like the bike thing they plan on doing a car to go system oh like think of the model of like a zip car or mm. wave car you know uh, we're car, to go, car to go that mentality in terms of the model um business model um we bring they would bring in the evs and they would you know provide the insurance and then people would join as a membership your membership would be set on a tiered pricing based on your income and really those trips that people will be using these cars for are you know getting people to the doctor you know, getting them to the grocery store. You know, we have a lot of people that have been pushed out of Austin. They get on a bus and maybe the closest grocery store is 10 miles away. Mm. I mean, that that's an ordeal. If you've got kids at home waiting to be fed, yeah. it just, you know, doesn't work. So we're, we're working to come up with some ideas, but we're also working hand in hand with the community. We're doing a lot of focus groups, events like today, so that we're not assuming that what we're creating is what they need. We want them to tell us what they need, what they want. I think that's a great idea because she does bring up a good point that you mostly use your car for necessities. Mm -hmm. You'd use it for getting from point A to point B for things that really matter, like the store or the doctor. It's really just an A to B thing. Mm -hmm. I go on the weekends to the store and on the weekdays to work and to my doctor. It's a routine, basically. I love the idea of having a tiered payment system, too, so that way you don't feel like you're being robbed by Mm -hmm. the city. You are basically paying for the minimum amount that it takes to run the program and they're considering your financial situation too mm-hmm. which is always a bonus mm-hmm. which is a huge bonus and i believe yeah it's not just a flat price for everybody because then they might fall into the stereotype of only rich people <laughs> having electrical vehicles <laughs> yeah. although i can't wait till they have a community tesla i could rent out and just yeah. bring that out on my hot tinder dates <laughs> Like, check oh, this out. I have a Tinder. Tesla. <laughs> I'm glad Tinder has been brought back into our podcast discussions. <laughs> I really missed it. We, we are getting a little bit derailed. We okay. got to get to the final question. Your favorite question. Superhero or superpower? Superhero, but it's less of a hero and more of a protagonist of a classic TV show, animated TV show that deals with cars. Fast and Furious, but that's not animated. <laughs> Fast and Furious, the 1980s <laughs> animated show. No. Is it newer or? It's Japanese, but it's pretty popular here in America. I don't know. Speed Racer. Dang uh... <laughs> it. And I don't know if he is a hero, but I would say Speed Racer. Oh, that's actually great. Yeah. Isn't that a good one? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, or Trixie, because she was, she was pretty cool. This episode has a lot of good superheroes and superpowers. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with all the nonprofits. I think that we have a great selection so far. I'm loving the programs we spoke to. Like, I didn't expect to speak to EVs for everyone. That mm-hmm. was suggested to me by uh, I just, Kevin of the Austin and Bike Texas Partnership. What are we doing now? Well, this is actually a bit of a U-turn we're taking now. Oh, I love all these car-related turns. (laughs) Did you mean to do that? Uh, Yeah, that was a completely intentional. (laughs) The next group is Capital Idea. 
So they must have some baller ideas <laughs> about the capital. That is not what they are <laughs> I about know. at all. I know. They were on the list that you chose for me to speak to. <laughs> what do they do? Help me. <laughs> they work- I look foolish. I picked these and now I feel <laughs> foolish. Well, let me refresh your mind. Okay. The capital idea is a nonprofit focused on getting people into college. Oh, wow. A more uh, lesser income uh, background. Now I remember. Yeah. Not about the capital. <laughs> no, not about the capital at all. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I spoke with Daniel Lopez. He's the community outreach coordinator for Capital Idea. He was a very, very charming guest to have. He definitely is an outreach coordinator. Like He was great explaining things to us. So let me have him explain the goal of Capital Idea to us. Daniel Lopez with Capital Idea, and I'm the uh, community outreach coordinator. The mission is very, very uh, simple. We try to provide, uh, empower people to become financially independent. That, that's like the simplest term that I can put it to. And right? financial to, independence. Education. Like... Basically, what we do is try to provide them with education and credentials so that they can uh, gain access to a better paying jobs okay. and a better, you know, yeah. and quality of life, life uh, standards of life as well. Access to that, yeah. So like they say, like knowledge is power. The idea is to empower you with a degree so that way you could go and make a better income. And it's really hard to get to a certain wealth bracket if you don't have a degree. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of items. There is a big barrier there, and that's what they do. They they work with local colleges, primarily Austin Community College, and provide a scholarship program with the Austin Community College for eligible members of Capital Idea. I'll get to the eligibility later. First off, though, let me have Daniel explain their scholarship program. We partner with uh, the local community college, Austin Community College. Okay. Uh, and then through various sources of funding, what we do is we put together these uh, sponsorships, right? Uh, which the easiest way to understand that is uh, you can compare it to a scholarship. Uh, but our sponsorship is not competitive, right? Pretty much anyone who qualifies and who follows through with the application process will be able to access the, the funds. Now, again, like a, uh, unlike a traditional scholarship, we don't give them cash. So we pay directly to ACC, right, uh, from day one all the way uh, uh, until they graduate. Uh, and we provide them with vouchers for their books. Uh, we reimburse them for their uniforms the and tools. Yes. That's good. Textbooks yes. are so pricey. Yes. One thing that he uh, mentioned to me later on, I didn't get a clip for it, is that they will even provide childcare for families that are looking to go back to school. Wow. So you don't need to be worried about trying to find a babysitter. They'll find it for you. So it's just a platform for success. Yeah. And uh, one thing that they do is they measure their success based on how many jobs they get people into. That's how they're graded is based on how they place people into jobs. Mm -hmm. So the more people they get through college and then help get a, a job afterwards, the better Capital Idea performs and the more grants they get. So they're actually incentivized to make you make sure that your life gets significantly better with this new degree. On average, for people that go through Capital Idea, they start with a salary of about $13,000 a year. Wow. Which is below the poverty line. Yeah. Like way below the poverty line. And on average, after people leave the Capital Idea program... Ooh, can I guess? Yeah. On average, they get $40,000. Yes. <laughs> That's the <laughs> number. You are psychic today. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> On average, the average starting salary of people that complete Capital Idea is $40,000. That's uh, just, more than double wow. your current income. That, and that's just averages, too. Like yeah. You go higher. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that fact. 
apparently already it's a great program it's amazing like how much a degree can make all the difference and that yeah it's a degree or qualification here let me uh have daniel explain his uh, philosophy of the three pillars of support that capital idea provides to all their clients the way i see it is three pillars right the financial covering all those expenses mm-hmm. that arise from attending school the second one is we provide them with uh, one-on-one guidance through our own career navigators and then the third one is toward the end of the program uh, what we do is we connect them with our career uh, placement coordinator and what he's gonna do is basically help them find employment we cannot oh, so you even do like go the step further after the college Absolutely. and you actually help them find the job i like it yeah how empowering you must feel after you complete the program because sometimes you just aren't lucky and you don't have that income that you need. One thing that's really cool about it is like how empowering it is that their motto is be your own hero. Mm. It's all about you being the strong individual person you want to be. And I mean, I like the hero part. (laughs) I think we both can agree. We really like the hero part of the slogan. I remember their slogan Let's get to qualifications. So there's five basic qualifications that we must uh, we must comply with that to keep our funding going. Is that and that is uh, we work with anyone who's uh, 18 years of age and all older. Actually, okay. we don't have any uh, cap in in age. So you'd be 65. You can be 70, 80, and if you don't, yeah, and if you qualify, remember, right? They will be able to help you. Mm-hmm. 18 and up, um, you must reside within the counties of Travis, Williamson. Hayes and Bastrop, you must not have a degree already, right? Okay, uh, so you, you have can't a, use it to get your master's. Yeah, because it would be, right, we're providing the opportunity mm-hmm. for those who mm-hmm. are able to, you know, complete their, their education for X or Y. Makes so sense. as long if you have, like, let's say a certification, like a CNA, uh, like an entry-level certification for nursing, we can help. Right. As okay. long as it's not a degree, okay, as uh, as associates and higher, we can help. Okay. We can only help people who uh, are uh, U.S. citizens or permanent residents because of our employment aspect of it. The other one is they must meet certain uh, income uh, uh, guidelines. Um, and this is kind of hard for me to, to explain, but um, as long as you're at or under under to 100% of the federal poverty guidelines. To give you a quick example, uh, a single person, right, uh, making over $24,810, I believe, per year, um, under at that level and under that, they will qualify. Do you want to take a guess at their hero? They are the, I don't know. I need to, hold on, let me, let me think about this. It's a hero, not a power. Kind of. This person is related to a hero that we all know. Related not by family, but related because of like mentorship. Hmm. Robin? You're in the right story. It's a Batman character. Oh, okay. So you're you're warm. Um is it the oh and it's not a villain. Nope. And it's not Batman. No. He was another big Batman character who's not a villain. Is it a girl or a guy? Guy. And it's not Robin? Is it the is it Batman's father figure? And who's that? What's his name? Oh my gosh, I forgot What's his, his name. profession if that helps. Butler? Yeah. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> oh, yes. Alfred is yes, the Alfred. Yeah. You're okay. Like 
Oh, yeah, let's have him explain. I why. was pretty warm to that too. Yeah, you were. I don't know. It's pretty good. I, I like this part. This is like a fun guessing <laughs> game. One of those superheroes who are not directly under the spotlight because I think that that belongs to our students, but maybe one of those, you know, superheroes who, and I wish I could have a name, you might be able to help me with that, who is kind of like always present in there. And because they're there, you know, things just happen. It's like, right? um, kind I guess of like behind the scenes. Alfred and Batman. Alfred you, you is know, like, that, that could be without it, right? without always assisting and yeah. having everything ready mm-hmm. for him, right? That I mean, way the he real heroes could go out there and fight. Of, there you go. Yeah, that's there great. What do we have next? So this transition is kind of hard. Because so this no is, U-turn, no car transition. This is more like a different neighborhood we're in now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this actually, this conversation is the longest interview we did because it's such a deep, dense topic. And Are maybe we getting in future, real? In the future, we might end up talking to them in a full-length episode. Okay. But I'm talking about NAMI, which stands for the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Okay. Well, I can figure out then what they are all about you just gave it away thank you <laughs> yeah well i don't i don't want to leave you hanging on that i spoke with barbara johnson she is the board president of nami austin uh they're actually a national nonprofit. they have a chapter here in austin so let me have barbara explain to us what nami does i'm barbara johnson and i'm the board president for nami national alliance on mental illness we provide a, a range of services all of which are free. Primary focus is education and raising awareness about mental illness, the prevalence of it in order to eliminate or reduce the stigma surrounding mental illness. Mental illness is one of those issues that people are very fearful about talking about. It's what cancer used to be years ago. That's really cool because I feel like growing up, it was hard for me to say just like, I'm not okay today feeling i felt like i always had to be like oh i'm happy i'm fine Mm. instead of actually being like i'm actually not good today and Mm. this is why i'm not good mental illness doesn't necessarily have to be something like chronic depression it could be just like momentarily depression the idea is just that like there's some kind of imbalance in your life and it needs to be treated it's like a broken arm in that sense i didn't know that cancer used to be a taboo yeah i didn't know that either subject matter until then i know that like uh the only one i know is that AIDS was taboo for a while. Yeah. And now that's like treatment and everything is well provided. Mm -hmm. Like you could actually live with AIDS now. Not me, Austin, though. They also have another program called In Our Own Voice where they bring in people that have mental illness that uh, that's chronic, like chronic depression, chronic Mm -hmm. anxiety, and have them pretty much show people that have just been diagnosed that like, hey, you could live a normal life too. Mm -hmm. It's just like being uh, crippled for the rest of your life like you can do it like whenever we spoke to jamie she has pretty much no legs but she's managed to get by and that's the same thing with mental illness as well one of our programs uh we're going into middle schools and high schools uh with um, something called in our own voice uh and parents and teachers as allies programs and we're educating staff uh, teachers parents about the signs and symptoms of mental illness and what to do when those start to appear. It has been so positively received because a lot of the teachers start understanding what's going on in their classrooms um, and some of the behavior when um, a student is behaving in a way that just doesn't really make sense or they're not really engaged in the in their classwork or there's a sudden change in their behavior. And a lot of times it, it goes a long way to help them appreciate and know how to support 
the student. In addition to that, we do a program called In Our Own Voice for middle school and high school students. And in that, we bring a usually a young adult who has been living with a serious mental illness, um, often depression, sometimes bipolar disorder, and they can talk about what their experience was and how they got it diagnosed and what kind of treatment they're under right now and what their life is like. And basically, it's a message that recovery is possible and please go talk to someone. Yeah, that's really cool because a lot of times people with mental illnesses mask them Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job of masking them and you might not even know that they have a mental illness and they may seem fine on the outside but on the inside it could be a whole nother story Mm -hmm. and it's good to know the warning signs too because you could just think oh that person is having an off day but Mm. if those off days add up then it's a good symptom indicator that you should talk to that person and reach out Mm -hmm. they also have this other program called family to family where they help uh like if like say like a family member of yours is struggling with like chronic depression, they will uh, pretty much give you an aid like how to deal with it, and uh, bring in other families that have dealt with it as well. I have Barbara explain it a little bit more. Uh, one of the other programs that we offer is called Family to Family, and in that, that's a twelve week course. Again, it's free. And it's for family members or friends of individuals who are living with a mental illness. And we explain causes of mental illness, possible diagnoses, the brain basis of mental illness. This is not a question of somebody being lazy and not wanting to get out of bed in the morning. It's a very real physical illness. One thing that Barbara told me later on in the interview is that NAMI is not a therapist group though like they can't really give you the medications but they get you connected with people and one of the ideas is to just kind of destigmatize everything to everybody and a lot of family members don't know how to help Mm -hmm. and uh, she gave me this really surprising fact that i think should be more properly known did you know that one in five people are diagnosed with uh, some sort of mental illness i'm not surprised really yeah i bet it's increasing instead of decreasing and one thing that's great about NAMI is that they kind of show people that, that they're not alone. Often, if uh, individuals will speak up about their own struggles with mental illness or a family member that is living with a mental illness, it gives others the permission to talk about what's going on in their lives. And what I find, I mean, I'm in the business community. I have a, you know, I wear another hat. In the business community, what I've found is that I will share what's going on with my family in my life. And it has given them permission. And they are, people are, you know, these are CEOs of corporations, bank presidents, Mm -hmm. you know, every people whose it looks like their lives are fine. Mm -hmm. And they are fine. And they're struggling with some real challenges. And there is great relief to be able to talk about, here's what my challenge has been. The biggest strength of NAMI is bringing these people together to show them that they're not alone. The next thing we spoke about was common misconceptions. Do you want to guess what they are? We talked about three of them. Of people with mental yeah. illnesses? Well, that they're lazy or they're too scared to face life or... Well, the first one is they are crazy and harmful. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I I already mentioned the crazy mm-hmm. one. Which is... Completely wrong, because if that was true, if 20% of the population has some sort of mental illness, we'd be in complete anarchy. Yeah. 
But uh, I'll have Robert explain all three of them. That mentally ill are uh, crazy, that they are going to somehow harm you, um, that they are dangerous. Those are some of, just some of the misconceptions. Or that they will be unreliable employees. Nothing could be further from the truth. She also gave uh, me some words of advice for if you start to, like if you or a family member or friend start to show signs of like some sort of mental illness, some proper steps to take just so they could like help get them back on the right track. If you are struggling with a family member or if you as an individual is living with an, a mental illness, I would encourage you to do things. Number one, extend yourself, reach out and get help in two ways. One, get to see a mental health professional. And if you don't know where to find a mental health professional, you can um, certainly call your insurance company and they may be able to refer you as well as the NAMI office has information about possible low cost or sliding scale services. And the second thing is if you are interested and we would, you know, it's a great benefit, reach out to NAMI enroll in a family-to-family class. There is a NAMI basics class for people who have youth, who have children who are living with mental illness. And then there's a peer-to-peer class for the individuals who are actually living with mental illness. And those are all great programs, and it will absolutely change your life. I remember walking into my family-to-family class the first time, and the first words out of the co-teacher's mouths were, you didn't cause it. And it was such a huge relief, and I just suddenly realized, wow, I am in the right place, and I know I'm going to learn a lot, and everything's going to be better. That's really cool, because as a person that, so I had my first panic attack when I was in high school. I then was put on anxiety and depression medication, and I always thought that it was my fault, there was a problem with me that I had some sort of character defect and I kind of put myself down and felt guilty Mm -hmm. for having a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, you know, why can't you just be like happy Mm -hmm. or not have social anxiety? So I definitely was hard on myself. And it was hard for my parents too because they didn't have anxiety or the same symptoms. So definitely the family to family program is super cool and just what she said too that you don't have to feel guilty like mm-hmm. you're not alone but now i haven't had a panic attack but that's the point of nami it's like let you know that like this is fine like you you get through this i think what they're doing is very commendable and we should probably we should definitely do a full i want a full inner yeah, yeah i want to for sure and it could probably uh help us with the superpower and superhero question because we actually had a difficulty with this one we just to check a very deep oh. topic do you want to guess the the general area that's and at least it was a power wellness no um power of emotions power of confidence i'm getting further away i don't think i have the sixth sense with this one <laughs> not this one it's a very very deep topic we had to kind of workshop this out because we're trying to think of a superhero name. Mm-hmm. You could enjoy us Ooh, thinking of a, a singular name to define a very complex problem. Yeah. Compassion, mm-hmm. honesty, 
Um, and I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's the um, share your story hero. So <laughs> that's probably a good name out I there. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> Story, story woman. Story woman. Uh, yeah, story woman. The story. Yeah. Uh, it's sto- okay. Uh, Don't worry. This nationally, question. nationally accepting mental illness superhero. Okay, that works. That works. Yeah. It's such a hard thing to define. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could see why we both struggled on that. It's just such a wide category, mm. and there's so much the superhero has to have. Mm-hmm. That's a very complex issue, which definitely will require a long form interview. Uh, do you want to do one more break and then we get to our final segment, which yeah. is the person behind the Austin Community Connections Fair. Whoa, the big dog. From being homeless to now a global entrepreneur, from a nine to five cubicle to a world record holder, from a corporate pilot to a worldwide sailor. This is the Go Hunt Life podcast. I'm Todd Nevins, and I interview people that had seemingly normal lives and careers, but they pulled the ripcord and blew up their comfort bubbles to hunt down the life that they had always dreamed of living. I explore what it takes for someone to make the psychological shift and find the courage to reinvent everything about who they are, where they are, and what they do each day to impact the world and pursue fulfillment. We discuss the tools they used to execute and sustain a total lifestyle reboot. Join me at GoHuntLife.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we are back. So who is next? The man with the plan, the guy behind the Austin Community Connections Fair. He's the guy who actually personally asked me to record this episode. So I felt it was only appropriate to go talk to him. Ronnie Mendoza, he is uh, the manager of customer assistance for Austin Energy. And this entire thing was his idea. My name is Ronnie Mendoza. I'm the manager for the customer assistance program for Austin Energy. Eight years ago, my manager at the time said, hey, Ronnie, and he goes, we really want to show the other side of Austin Energy and that we're part of this community. Do you have any ideas on how we can make that happen or what we could do? And so we started kind of on a path of, well, what if we sponsor an event that brings out social service agencies and helps families out and just kind of show the other side of Austin Energy and everything that we do outside of just collecting money and providing electricity. They not only care about electricity, but also about the community. Mm -hmm. Which makes my job look good, too. That's cool. You know, you don't see... Sometimes you just see a corporate company and you don't see mm. the people behind that company. Mm. Some corporations will just like do big donations. Austin Energy went the next step and to do a fair. Decided to do a fair. You could call this Austin Energy propaganda because I work there, but that's how I see it. <laughs> but it's cool though. Like since the starting of the fair, they've grown significantly. The first year they had about fifty nonprofits there, and now they're up to one hundred and fifty this year. Dang. Yeah. And they just keep on growing. They said that they're running out of space. Like they need to find more places that are bigger than the school you went to. Mm-hmm. Anybody and everybody can find a nonprofit that they relate to or maybe they want to volunteer or donate to. It's there. Man, you just keep on looking at my show notes. Let me have Ronnie explain a little bit more. One of the things that we want to do as Austin Energy is to make sure that 
our customers understand that we also understand that there are other issues that they're dealing with outside of just being able to pay their electric bill. We have services that will help them with that, but we also wanted to bring all the other resources in one location, in one place for these family members to be able to do all that because so many of them work so many long hours to try to make ends meet and it's hard for them to go receive these services and go out and seek these services. So if we can try to do that in some form or fashion, which is with the Community Connections Resource Fairs, let's just bring it all to one location on a Saturday, give them enough time to plan and they're able to come look for a job because we have a job fair, you know, dental services, eyeglass services for the kids, you know, yeah, flu shots. Like a barbershop. Yes. Like barber school, barbershop school. It's just like, wow, you do cover everything. <laughs> yes, we try to. It's so cool to live in Austin, too, where <laughs> places like Austin Energy care more about their customers, mm. not only with the electricity, but also with different items like barbershop. What was that? There was a barbershop there? Uh, there was some barbershop school that was there promoting their services, and they were actually cool. giving away, I'm not sure, free haircuts, but at least inexpensive haircuts. They also had a uh, planetarium the kids could go to and like look around. They even had voter registration there. So everything you need was there. Uh, their goal, actually, for the coming years is to make sure that you can register for all the services that you need all in one day. They even uh, provide translators for people. Um, we had some, a Mandarin translator there. We had an Arabic translator there. We had a Burmese translator there. And so they were able to walk the families through the whole venue and show, you know, and help them get resources as well. So that was a new venture for us is to make sure we had translators there for all the different communities within that neighborhood. So you're set. That's really cool yeah. because imagine coming to a different country or living in a different country where it's not your first language and then it's all the service that you could ever need all in one under one roof. And we only sampled a very few, yeah. very few of those. As you saw, or as you heard in this episode, those are, if you want to get fit, get a bike, get an electric bike, electric vehicle, EV. an education, yeah, an EV even like mental health care, that's only a small selection of what they have to offer. There were some that we didn't get to speak to. Like one of them was Campfire. That was on the list. The STEM? Yeah, it's a summer camp for people that want to go into science and technology. Basically start your kids young. They have everything you need. Austin Animal Center was there. I can't believe they have translators too. Yeah. I didn't even think about that at a nonprofit fair. Yeah, they thought about everything. And I guess it does help that Austin Energy does have the money. They could hire those people. Mm -hmm. But that's the good that Austin Energy does. Uh, one you thing, work for a pretty good company. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> one thing that Ronnie told me is that the goal for the fair is to kind of show that we want to get on the community's level and see what their needs are and have them tell us what needs to be done to solve these issues. And that's the whole point of community connections is just connecting with the community in their neighborhood, at their level, in you know, having a fun environment. So you got to experience it. So Kudos for us, because if you had that experience, that's what we were wanting it to do. And it was really fun. I had a blast there. Tons of free trinkets people were giving out. Have I, a little goodie bag. Yeah. The parking lot was packed. Like I couldn't even find parking. I had to park like five minutes away. Damn. Yeah, walking there with like my two bags of recording equipment. Yeah. One thing that they did that, that was really fun was outside they had a bunch of food trucks. Mm -hmm. And near those food trucks was a covered patio 
that you could go to and they had a bunch of performances from like local school bands there there's even like a dance crew that was there it's not just about the nonprofits; it's about the community and what needs to be done including like showing off the amazing performing arts groups that we have here in austin mostly from the schools where was this held doby middle school and they approximate about 1300 people were there 1300 people were there Dang. yeah it was a lot it was fun. It was great. They had Sounds everything. like a fiesta. <laughs> yep. Do you want to guess the superpower? Superpower of bringing everyone together. Superpower of passion. Yeah, that's actually pretty good, but no, it wasn't. It's actually similar to the bike Austins. I don't know. So a common perception with Austin Energy is we are that big company that just like wants to take people's money. Uh, the idea that Ronnie had was the ability to like basically easily change people's minds to like let them know that we're actually there to help them out. The ability to change opinions automatically. <laughs> <laughs> because I think one of the things that ends up happening is uh, Austin Energy gets beat up quite a bit in oh, the yeah. in in the media that you know we're doing all these wrong things and we're not doing these right things. And so uh, to be able to just change those opinions instantaneously so that they recognize that Austin Energy is part of this community and we do care and that we are trying to make a difference. I think you should change your job, though. Are, are they aware that you should now be a field reporter? <laughs> I did ask my boss recently if I could do more outreach stuff. So if this thing does well, I could probably do more outreach stuff for Austin Energy. We'll see. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Anybody else energy listening to this, uh, that'd be fun. But yeah, it was a great time. I think that if people like this episode, they should let us know and we'll do more episodes like this in the future. I hope to do more episodes like this in the future too. Want to learn more all about Austin's amazing nonprofits? Feel free to check out our website, everydaysuperhumans.com, where you could learn all about the wonderful people making Austin the best city in Texas. You can also follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EverydaySuperhumans, and give us a nice follow on Instagram at EverydaySuperhumans. If you'd like to sing Good Word Our Way or want to appear in the show, email us at EverydaySuperhumans at gmail.com. Want to support the show? Check out our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash EverydaySuperhumans, where you could donate as much as you'd like per episode, and we'll keep on turning out amazing content. If you're a little bit strapped on cash, don't worry. You can support us other ways as well. You can share this podcast with your friends or go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to rate and subscribe to our show. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go. Let's go.